Ricky giggled happily as he slid down and tumbled off the end of the chute onto the rubberized surface of the playground. Crystal bent down and swept him up in her arms. Time to go now, she told him. Ricky squirmed and tried to get away, but Crystal held on firmly and started walking away from the slide towards the grassy border and the line of trees. Realising that his playtime was over, Ricky wriggled harder and started to cry. Don't make a fuss, Ricky darling, his mother said soothingly. We'll come back another day. Be a good boy now. You don't want your sister seeing her big brother crying now, do you? She carried him, still protesting, across to the waiting buggy. Quiet now, she told him. Don't wake Abigail. She's still asleep, bless her. Now let's... Crystal broke off in alarm as she looked down into the carry-cot and saw, to her dismay, that Abigail was not there. The pretty embroidered sheet was turned down, showing clearly the indentation in the mattress where she had been. But of the baby herself there was no sign. Crystal's heart beat faster, and her mouth became suddenly dry. How could such a thing have happened? She held Ricky closer to her chest, and looked around at all the other parents and children in the playground. Perhaps one of them had heard the baby crying and picked her up to comfort her. Frantically she hurried round to each adult in turn, hoping against hope that one of them would be able to explain what had happened. "'Have you seen a five-week-old baby with red hair?' "'My baby has been taken from her pram. Have you seen her?' "'I left my little girl in the buggy over there, and now she's gone. Have you seen?' Nobody had seen anything. Nobody knew anything. Nobody could offer any sort of explanation. Crystal sat down on the bench next to the buggy and tried to gather her thoughts. A cluster of anxious onlookers gathered around her, many of them with young children, whom they gripped tightly by the hand or held in their arms. None of them had experienced anything like this before. It all seemed so unreal. A baby couldn't really disappear from a buggy in a busy playground without anyone seeing anything, could it? Better ring 999, one of the other mothers said holding tight to her own two youngsters as if she were afraid that they, too, might suddenly be snatched away. Crystal nodded silently and fumbled in her pocket for her phone. It seemed like a long time before it was answered. Her voice sounded strange and hoarse as she explained what had happened. The call handler was sympathetic and efficient. The police would attend immediately. Crystal should wait where she was for their arrival. She ended the call and looked round again, as if she expected Abigail to have magically reappeared. What now? How long would it be before the police got there? What would happen then? What would Eddie say when he heard? She had better ring him right away. There might not be an opportunity once the police were there. She waited impatiently for him to answer. Perhaps he was busy, or in a meeting. Perhaps she shouldn't have rung him at work. Too late now, he had answered. Crystal told her husband what had happened. 
thinking all the time how unreal it sounded, as if it were happening to someone else. When she had finished, there was a long silence. He probably couldn't take it in either. Then, I'll be right over. Try not to worry. I expect there's a simple explanation. Then there was a pause, before he added, Ring Dad. He'll know what to do. Then he ended the call, and Crystal was left gazing down at the phone in her hand, wondering what to do next. Eddie was right. His father would be able to help. He had been a police officer for years, before retiring to spend more time with his family. He was also the calmest, most reassuring person she knew, and calm reassurance was what she needed more than anything else right now.